0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. This show understands that there is quite a bit of diversity amongst the body of Christ. So we operate according to the motto that certain things are fixed, like the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. What's cracking, beer lovers?
1: What up? How we doing?
0: Hope all is well. We are back again to talk about some more ecclesiology stuff but first we
1: got some beers with some stories some beers with some stories Clayton do you want story time
0: I will take story time so we have a friend that lives in San Antonio she just bought a house there and so we were up visiting alum, Baylor Baylor? alum Um, my friend Ashley Elliott I've known her for a long time Um, and we went up to visit her, um, and we went to this bar, uh, on the river walk. Yeah. What was it called? Um, I I am drawing a blank. It starts with an E.
1: The Esquire. Oh, the Esquire. That's right. The the oldest
0: bar in San Antonio. Yeah. And uh, it's a dope
1: vibe. It's it a, is a nice cocktail bar. too. It's a
0: really nice cocktail. It is apparently the cocktail bar on the in San wall. Antonio. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so, of course, knowing me, I get a cocktail. Yeah. Colin gets a beer.
1: And I also got a whiskey. Just he, so, just oh, so he, so, yeah. he got
0: a Buffalo Trace on the rocks. That's yeah. right. Um, but he orders this beer. Um, is so, it, yeah. Talk about your
1: beer. Okay, so it was just on the menu, and I was kind of frustrated. Like, their menu wasn't laid out the best. It was really busy. There was a lot of options. It was not very communicative. So, finally, I just asked the dude. I was like, hey, I want a local brew. What do you have that's like an IPA? He's like, well, I got this hazy, the Viva. We all love hazies. (laughs) The El Nino. And, yeah, I mean, look, cat's out of the bag. Hops, Cannabis, Cousins, your boy, an aficionado. Here we go. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, yeah, love a hazy. Let's go. And obviously, it's a nice bar, so they bring it out and pour it in the glass. And it has this beautiful, like, vibrant yellow color to it.
0: I was going to call it golden. Yeah.
1: Like, it's a shade of blonde, yellow, ale color but it is vibrant. Oh, it's beautiful. Um with a crisp white head. Crisp white head and aromatics for days. Oh yeah. Um and I was like, "What is this?" And so I smell it, I taste it. We pass around the table, everybody has a taste, and we, we
0: all love it. I everyone think, at the table.
1: Yeah, I think the exact word out of my mouth was that is fucking delicious. <laughs> Um and I still feel that way today. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's great beer. And so we get online and we start looking it up. Unfortunately, it's this very small brewery, and it, I think it's called Viva I, Viva Brewing, and it it's sense. San Antonio Brewery. It definitely has some some kind of Latin American tie, from what I could tell. Um they, you can only buy it in San Antonio. Yeah, um, and it's extremely difficult to get your hands on.
0: I had to find it in an HEB in San Antonio. Um,
1: and I frequent lots of HEBs that are known for their beer selections mm-hmm. all over Houston.
0: You can only find it in H E B's in San Antonio. in San Antonio and
1: bars in San Antonio.
0: It, it's like the family business uh, comp- beer company, family business beer company, just outside you, of Austin. You can only find the their beer in H E B's in and around Austin.
1: Yeah. which um, Houston has some of those breweries as well. We, you we do.
0: Yeah, um, but that's why this is so much fun because we cannot get this regularly. Nope. And I had to buy them in six packs, yeah, because it's the only way the HB sold them, right? And these are the last two that we have. Yep, from Viva. So until I go back,
1: yeah, until we go back and get to try some other stuff, I will, I will be buying more. So I have the El Nino. It's a hazy IPA. This is the one I had at the bar. It's five point eight AB, uh, uh, ABV, fifty two uh, per fifty two IBUs. And then it says 100% delicious. Uh, This is the descriptor of it. Just like the weather phenomenon, our El Nino is a cool burst of refreshing, tropical, and citrusy flavors, the perfect balance of aroma, flavor, and bitterness to complement this unique, hazy IPA. I can confidently say that is a great description of this beer. So...
0: That sounds fantastic. And it is fantastic. It's it a great beer. It is a good description of the beer. I have the Bearbach beer. So Bear, if you don't know, is as in Bear County, which is the city in which San Antonio or the county of, the of county which, in which San Antonio, San Antonio is was in. Good. Um and Bear is spelled B-E-X-A-R. Um uh, so this is some bi-
1: people not from here call it Bizarre County. Bizarre, I don't know why they get yeah. a Z sound, but yeah, Bizar County.
0: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that until recently. But yeah. yeah, apparently that's a thing. Um, I have no information on the can about it other than it is twelve fluid ounces, four point eight uh, ABV. Proudly brewed in Austin, Texas. What? (laughs) (laughs) I just read that on the can. Proudly brewed in Austin, Texas.
1: (laughs) Oh, mine says carefully brewed for Viva in Austin, Texas.
0: Oh, so they must be sourcing.
1: They have to be sourcing their recipes. And that's why they're such a small operation.
0: That may because it also says because it, it says it has established, established in, in San, San Antonio. Antonio.
1: They've got to be sourcing something must have
0: happened. They're a San Antonio company, but they're sourcing from a brewery in Austin. In Austin, and we just don't know which one it is. Um, ninety nine percent of the time, it tastes delicious every time. Ninety
1: nine percent of the time, it tastes delicious every time. Um, and I've drank
0: plenty of this beer at this point. I've had five out of the six pack. Um. It's a great beer. It's a great bottle. Well, cheers, buddy. Cheers, man.
1: So crisp. I don't even. Yeah. I don't even know what to say more about it. It's, it's, it's fucking delicious. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, know what to say. It's so good. It's a great beer. It's getting an eight from me. It's, it's like eight. It, it's like yeah. It's at least eight one. Yet to be decided if it increases. But yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's just it's so good. I I don't know if you are anywhere near San Antonio, Texas. You gotta try. It. And you like IPAs, even if you don't like hazies. Please try to get your hands on this. It it's is so, so good.
0: good. Even if you just frequent
1: San Antonio, yeah, God, like screw just it. try it. Yeah, A four, A four locked in.
0: Um, it's such a good beer. Yeah. Um, mine is hard. It is a great beer. Like, don't get me wrong. It is a great beer, but it is a buck.
1: <clears throat>
0: from a Texas brewery. Colin, what is the go to buck? Shiner Bach. The Spots of Bach. Shiner Bach. Yep. it' hard to beat. Hard to beat. Yep. They come close.
1: Golly. That's saying something.
0: They come most real bucks,
1: close. Most especially Texas box are too sweet.
0: Yep. It reminds me of, a lot of Zigenbach.
1: Like just a good German style buck. Mm hmm. Hell yeah.
0: It reminds me a lot of Ziegenbach and that it is just a solid yeah, you know, German-style Bach that is not too sweet.
1: I don't think I had one of those.
0: You you didn't. You did not.
1: Yeah. You're right. I don't think I had one of those.
0: No. You have I not would. had one of these yet. Um sorry this is the last one,
1: but <laughs> you're good. I mean, we'll, we'll find our way back to San Antonio for something someday. I'm sure. But uh, it's a great Bach. Yep. Are you gonna score it?
0: Oh, it's so hard, man.
1: <sighs> you don't uh, have to,
0: I guess. Seven five. Okay. Just like out
1: of all the box, what would you rate Shiner? The spots will box.
0: Eight, five, maybe? <laughs> like, I Dang. don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it really, I mean, it's just so good. It's so good. It's always, so good.
0: like, just, and there's an emotional connection to that beer.
1: You know, how is there not? I mean, why? Just because it was our label and we drank it for everything for a very long time? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know if I'd say emotional. I'd say historic connections. No, I would call it emotional. Like nostalgic? Or yes. Like, okay, okay.
0: I drink Shiner Bach. I remember being 18 years old working at a grocery
1: store. <laughs> and coming home after work drinking Shiner Bach.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember.
1: It do be like that sometimes. That's <laughs> what I remember. <laughs>
0: I understand I was not old enough to drink beer, but <coughs> get off your high horse. We all drank beer.
1: He'd also already lived in Europe. I had also already lived in and Europe. And lived where it was legal. Like, yeah. man no. That ain't no thing. Anyways, time to talk some theology. Yeah, so we're going to have a fun conversation today. I don't know if it's fun. We're going to talk about <laughs> high church and low church. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Very technical conversation. I mean, is it really technical? It's kind of just a dividing line.
0: Of which comes with technicalities.
1: Yeah, okay. Do you want to try to explain those?
0: Not really. I'm not going to do a good
1: job. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so high church and low church. What that means is, excuse me. What that means is certain traditions end up preferring certain things over other things. Maybe, maybe say, certain traditions end up prioritizing certain things over other things. And the way in which they prioritize those has come to be known as high church and low church. High church are the people that robe up, sit in pews, have a strict liturgy, and are sacramental. Clayton, yes. what does it mean to be sacramental?
0: Um It means to put very high value on the sacraments. I guess. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know another way to word that other than like these are the people that Typically, take communion every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Take baptism real serious. Mm-hmm. Um, marriage also a real big thing.
1: Ordination,
0: ordination, another big thing. Um,
1: the Catholic Church has seven sacraments. I can't remember them all. Let's see. If um,
0: baptism. Them uh, we've we've named a bunch of them. Baptism, marriage. The, the Eucharist. The-
1: oh, here we go. Here we go. They do. In time, this is what Ben and Randy say. In time, Catholics restricted the number to seven sacraments, which were delivered through the ministry of the church. Important rites of passage are marked by sacraments. Birth, or baptism. Adulthood, which is confirmation. Marriage, Celibacy, or a gift-supporting ordination. Um, death, which is unction. Mm-hmm. And then Eucharist and confession or penance. Yeah. So those are the sacraments. and High church ends up being anything that looks like the Catholic church. Yeah, kinda. So high church traditions end up being things like Anglicans, Episcopalians, um, Presbyterians. There are even lots of Baptists that are high church. If Methodists you're are Methodists are kind of Methodists are definitely high church. high church. Well, some Methodists. Some Lutherans also No, all Lutherans. Or all Lutherans are high, high Church. church. Yeah, because yeah, they definitely have a sacramental view. Yeah. Um and so, what does that actually end up meaning? Well, what it means is one's more formal and one's not. Yeah, kind of. Is basically what that means. There's lots of reasons for why they get there. <clears throat> One of the things, and maybe the defining thing that gets you there, because everybody wants to make a distinction, it's like sacraments and liturgy, those are the two things that differentiate high church and low church. It's like, well, that's not really true, because everybody has liturgy, mm-hmm. and everybody has a very strict liturgy. Mm-hmm. Try to go to a Baptist church and take out that special music, <clears throat> golly!
0: Try to take the the hymnals out the back of the pew and see what happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of a part of liturgy, but. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. It's it's having it's, the, the it's missile in what front of you. Do and how you do it. Yeah, you know? for yeah.
0: for Catholics, it would be having the missile in the front of the pew. Right. It's the same thing.
1: Try to put a screen up and a projection, <laughs> like,
0: or try to take it down. <laughs>
1: try to change the preferred translation of the pew Bible. Ooh. Everybody got liturgy. No. The difference is low church people just don't call it that. They call it order of service. <laughs> That's literally the only difference. Everybody got liturgy though. Everybody. Got Everybody liturgy. got a way they do it. Everybody does one song. You know, Ooh. even low church people, Ooh. it's one song. Greet your neighbor. Three worship songs. Preach for forty five minutes. When the closing. I'm
0: gonna pick on low church for a minute, which we are also low church. Just FYI.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, okay,
0: technically.
1: In our orthopraxy, in the way in which we function, we are low church. Yes. In our orthodoxy, in our beliefs, we are far from low church.
0: Yes. Agreed.
1: So everybody wants to make this distinction between liturgy and sacrament. But everybody has a liturgy. Mm -hmm. And so what really ends up happening is the sacraments end up being the thing that dictates high church versus low church. Yes. And the difference is not necessarily in what what actions they do. Right? Every church does communion. Every church does baptism to some capacity. Every church does marriage. Every church does blah 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 blah. What ends up differentiating them is that high church traditions call them sacraments. Low church traditions call them ordinances. The best way in which I know how to explain to you the difference, well, let me explain the academic way. Sacraments impart grace. Mm -hmm. The act of participating in the Eucharistic meal is an impartation of grace. Being baptized has a part to play in your salvation. Mm -hmm. Some people would say the largest part in your salvation. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a sacrament. The other people, the low church people will call them ordinances or memorials. Mm. Do this in remembrance of me. If you've ever been to a Baptist church that has a communion table, <laughs> that's a memorial. And I I use that language because it's the best way to understand the difference. Mm -hmm. Let's use the Eucharist as the example. Go ahead. Clayton, what's the difference between a funeral service and a memorial service for someone who's died?
0: The presence of a body.
1: The presence of the body. What makes and what doesn't.
0: What makes what? Yeah,
1: what makes. Yeah, so how does the presence of the body impact? Well, which one so is So
0: funeral is presence of the body. Memorial is
1: not. There you go. That's the difference in the sacrament. In the Eucharist, the, the bread is the body. The body, is pre- the body of Jesus is present in the bread.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In a memorial, it's not present. It's just a memorial. That's the main difference. It's really not that hard. And if I can be honest, it's kind of a stupid argument. (laughs) It is kind of a stupid argument. I mean, does it matter? Because nobody's saying you can't do it. Nobody's saying you shouldn't do it. People are doing it a little different. Right? Some people use wine, some people use unleavened bread, some people use leavened bread, some people dunk, some people pour over, some people do infant baptism. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's really a stupid argument. Some people
0: pour sand and glass <laughs> for their like, union, oh, for the, for the, union.
1: some people do the unity candle, some people, we did a unity cross with my ex-wife.
0: There's all different kinds of things. Yeah.
1: The three strands of a rope. I've seen that before. But.
0: All of this that we're naming lots of this is like low church traditions that sounds very liturgical, like very high church well because
1: everybody has a liturgy.
0: everybody has a liturgy
1: that's the deal that's what I want you to walk away with is like if we're talking about high church and low church, it's really not as simple as it's really not any of this um but we're trying. Mm. The other main difference between high church and low church that we really need to talk about is polity. Hmm. Clayton, do you know the main differences in the polity? You spend some time in the Catholic church and you spend a lot of time in the low white evangelical Baptist church. What's the difference, my guy?
0: There's very
1: little that's actually different. If we can, so in if the we way can really it was, Okay if
0: we can really just call this shit out, it's really not that different.
1: The way it functions in any of these places is the pastor runs that place.
0: The pastor runs that place, and there's some dude that's over him that's controlling something. Usually. And then some there's, kind of entity. Yeah. And then there's some kind of entity above him that's controlling that until it gets to the top. It's really not that different. It's an institution.
1: But how are the constitutions written?
0: So, I guess Because there churches, is a very
1: big difference in... There is something that happens in Baptist and low church traditions that does not happen in the Catholic Church.
0: Freedom of expression, the the whole, like, uh, uh, what is it? Autonomous... Um,
1: autonomous cooperation. Autonomous but
0: that, co- cooperation. But... Th- that, that would be different from the Catholic Church.
1: Slightly. In practice, probably not. Um, no, probably not in practice. The main difference. Yes. <laughs> Polity. Oh. The main difference is the same th- main difference we see between America and dictatorships. The vote, bro. The church vote, the church business
0: meeting that you hated your entire life. You're talking about the democratic process that happened, the democratic process that happens within lower church traditions. That's a fair point.
1: The vote, the vote. You will never catch people voting in the Catholic church.
0: No, you, I mean, you see it more in like an oligarchy type thing with the cardinals, but you don't see it on an individual church a level, member like parish level.
1: Yeah, a parishioner who is frequent at that congregation never gets a right to vote no. on how the church is conducted. They're just kind of told what they need to do. That's true in a high church tradition. That is not true in a low church tradition. That is fair. That's the other main difference. That is absolutely the other main difference. And those low church people love that because mm-hmm. they're against hierarchy, which you've been around well, Wellhouse very long. I'm against hierarchy.
0: They're, they're oh. against anything that's not Catholic or anything that is
1: Catholic. Anything Catholic or remotely close to Catholicism. So if there is
0: anybody in some sort of structural power that's telling them something, they're automatically going to question it.
1: It's true very true so the polity is another big piece of it that matters i think the you know we talked about it a little bit um earlier about the liturgy but the other big thing that needs to be brought out is the way in which they think about and conduct worship uh, high church yeah. it is a much more reverent experience. Yeah. It's a much more like holy and sacred experience until it's time to party. <laughs> and then it's not. All bets are off then. Um yeah. but true. also low church people. They're more likely to turn the worship service into a party. The worship service is much more laid back. In a Catholic service or in a high church service, the it's majority the majority of the time is not taken up by someone lecturing you. No. It's taken up by other interactive practices that they want you doing.
0: Very imagery-based, a lot of it.
1: A lot of vivid, a lot of engagement of a lot of different senses for you. Mm-hmm. In a low church tradition, the only senses that are going to be engaged are your ears and your sight.
0: And depending on the church, even your sight. You might just be watching some old people standing up there singing.
1: Or, you know, some middle-aged man on a screen.
0: Yeah. Like, it, it really just depends. But largely, they want you to hear and listen to what's happening
1: yeah whereas in a high church tradition, most of the time at some point in the service they'll have some kind of candle lighting or some kind of something
0: incense something
1: correct something that will invoke some kind of smell um, you will almost always take communion It's rare in a high church that you don't take communion
0: i don't I don't know of one that you don't Even at funerals, they take communion.
1: Yeah. Um, And at most high churches, you end up on the um, kneeling kneeling uh, and prayer, and so you get a touch element. Mm -hmm. No. Low church traditions spend all their time with music and singing and then getting preached at. Our church traditions don't do that. They're a much more interactive service. You will have singing, and you will have, but see, here's the other part. They don't even call them sermons.
0: No, they're they're homilies. They're homilies.
1: And what's the difference between a sermon and a homily, Clayton? Do it's you even the, know the answer to this?
0: Uh, it's not the main piece. like that. No, nope, that's not even the difference. Oh. Time. Time? Oh, okay.
1: Literally, a homily can't be longer than 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. So what you do is technically a homily.
1: That's right. That's why I say in practice, we seem pretty low church, but in function and actual like premises, oh, we are absolutely high church because I also consider myself to be a sacramentalist. Yeah. But hell, I believe in the variant importations of grace. Right. Um, so we, we, we also don't do
0: communion or the Eucharist in a traditional way either. We do that by our morning breakfast that we have together. Yeah. Which is very like Acts 2 type thing. Yeah. Um, which is very different than, how, than, than the conversations well, that we're having hang on. right now.
1: That's a conversation for next week. Yeah, fair Let's enough. Let's pick that conversation up next I'm week. I'm sorry.
0: Thanks for listening to the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.